On today's episode of Movie Stalkers, we are talking Tremors, which is available for streaming on Netflix. Go check it out. It's a really fun movie. Also, we get an update from Thomas on everything COVID-related. It's a really fun show. Hope you enjoy it, and thanks for listening, guys. Enjoy the show. What's up guys, welcome to Movie Stalkers, I'm Brad, and I'm here with Thomas. Yo, the brother. And what's going on? Not a man, um, it's, days don't matter anymore, it's Tuesday. Tuesday, we're doing a, a little different, we're doing Tuesday morning, it is 7.59am, I just got done doing a 13 hour shift at the hospital overnight. 13 hours. Damn. Went in at 6.30, clocked off. Oh, it was 12 and a half. Went in at 6.30, clocked off at like 7.15, so almost 13 hours. By the time I walk out to my truck, it's 13 hours. But, um, yeah, so me and Brad are on complete opposite schedules right now, kind of. Like, he, and we'll talk about it with the, we'll not, get to the COVID virus. Not really, though, because we kind of work the same hours. We're on different sleep schedules. Yeah, yeah. So, so we both work nights. I go in <laughs> and explain the difference. Yeah. Yeah, I go in I, way earlier than Brad, but he's changed his hours to not be around as many people at work during the night. But so I go in at six thirty. That's when I oh, clock in. Damn. And then. Um, yeah, so I get home from the night shift, and I immediately take off all my nursing clothes, throw them in the washing machine, hop into the shower, and I literally jump into bed, and I fall asleep at like 8.30, and then I sleep until about 2.30, and then I wake up and like do my workout, all my shit for the day, I kind of just get ready for work, I hang out, I don't like it. I prefer to wake up and go straight to work, but I just can't sleep in that late, and I'm super tired when I get home, so I, uh, yeah, so I have, like, usually four hours to kick it before work, and then I right. go to work, and then your schedule is? Uh, so I go into work at 9.30, and I'm usually off around anywhere from, like, 6.30 to 7 o'clock. Sometimes I get off on time. It's six, but that's very rare. And then, so my schedule is I come home and then I'll usually either go for a run, work out, and then hang out, either play video games, do a podcast like we're doing today, uh, watch a movie, make dinner and stuff. And then I tend to go to bed around like one o'clock, one thirty, two at the latest just now because our hours changed. And then, you know, wake up like a normal day. You like wake up and get ready for work and go. 
Yeah. And what's funny is because I so I work on night crew where like even though you're doing graveyards, like you haven't been doing it that long working on night crew. There's some guys that, you know, will go home and go to bed right away. But the majority of people I work with that have been doing, you know, graveyards for a couple of years now or even longer, they prefer to like stay up and then go to bed and kind of treat it like a normal day. So work comes first. But I mean, to each their own. It's it's hard either way. If you haven't done graveyards, like it's, I guess it's you're lucky because it's not for everyone. Yeah, and it's it's a, it's definitely a lifestyle change, and you definitely become really fucking good friends with the people that are on night crew with you because you guys all live because you have life. a respect. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, and you all live a different lifestyle. You're all awake when the rest of the world's sleeping. That's like that's a it's a cool bond to share and like on your days off you're like hey are you having sleeping you can't fall asleep nope it's like yeah me neither right you're, you know when you think about it it's easy to understand you're awake when everyone's asleep and you're asleep when everyone's awake yeah and there's some yeah it's hard to describe graveyards unless you've like really done it the only thing I will say is a positive about graveyards. I mean, there's a few positives. You don't have to deal with the public a lot. And you kind of have, like, you know, more, like, personal, like, space or freedom. Yes. Uh, the one thing is I've worked every shift, you know, like, for several years. I've worked swing shift, which was the worst thing in my life. At least graveyards, like... You're very like separate from people, but also it goes by the fastest out of any shift I've ever worked. Hmm. The hardest things about graveyard are waking up and falling asleep. But as far as like once you're there, it goes by so fast, at least for me. I don't know about you. What do you think? It depends on the day, man. Um, yeah, that's so true. If you did not sleep, that it can feel like you're dying. <laughs> it can feel like time is just crawling. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> but so um but speaking of work diving into the covid, so a couple of updates from the healthcare side and then Brad you can go into updates from the grocery. Basically the two essential work right now, the two essential jobs. Um so for us I think I talked about this last last episode but my work made and finished a 1,500-bed hospital in our garage, parking garage. It's three stories. Um, I'll send you the photo right now, so check your phone. It is pretty intense. Uh, it looks like something out of a fucking movie, dude. And Did you send it? Uh, just sent it. So they have like... Basically, it'll be patients that aren't on oxygen. And uh, that looks scary. Yeah, dude. I told you, it looks like something out of a movie. The one below with the cots. You look at that one. Yeah. So it's literally a parking garage, That's dude. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. Just with a fuck ton of cots and beds, side to side. 1,503 floors. So that is for if this surge happens. For basically if and when it does, we're ready for that. So that was a, a big change. 
Mm-hmm. And now we have like a protocol, like for if the surge happens, we're going to have a hundred patients on like my floor. And it's like, we'll have one critical care uh, doctor, uh, right. one uh, just regular doctor. And then we'll have like, we'll have like four ICU nurses overlooking us to, help, to guide us. And then we'll have our patients. So it's like a basically to be like, it's a, it's a tier kind of per 100. This is what you get. So are they prepping for like an influx of patients? 100%. And they think that's going to happen? They say it'll start in two weeks, but I don't know. Two weeks ago, they said two weeks. I thought two weeks ago, they said the peak was like this week. I don't know, ma'am. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, I admitted prayers. This is just over prepping, you know, and being Mm -hmm. on the safe side. Mm -hmm. And, you know... I admitted one patient last night and usually you're going to admit like eight on a normal right. shift. So, but again, then again, we're only taking the COVID patients. So, right. you know, that means we had one suspected COVID patient last night and we took them. Um, so that's what they're doing. So that's the updates. And then I went to the, um, I went to the CICU last on um, Easter night. Mm-hmm. I did a 12 hour, 12 hour orientation there. So that's the, that's the cardiac intensive care unit. And that is patients that are, you could say, you could debate that they're the sickest in the hospital. These patients are on two things that you have to basically be competent in to be an ICU nurse, a critical care nurse is what's called CCRN critical care registered nurse. And that is what are called pressors and a ventilator pressers what's a presser that's like uh norepinephrine that is something you give and it's a continuous drip that you give to keep someone's blood pressure stable and usually it's to increase their blood pressure is that the same thing epinephrine is that what they give if you get like stung by a bee that's epinephrine this is norepinephrine oh okay so there's three types of uh, basically cells that these drugs affect. There's alpha-1, beta-1, and beta-2. And the way to remember it is alpha-1 <laughs> is for arteries, basically. Uh, beta, you so the beta-1, beta-2. You have one heart and two lungs. So beta-1 is the heart, beta-2 is the lungs. And you okay. give different pressors if you need basically perfusion which is increased blood flow in a certain area if your heart needs to be jump started you're going to give them something that's going to affect b1 cells uh beta 1 cells if you're like uh epinephrine the epinephrine pen mm-hmm. is called like the shotgun presser because it affects a1 b1 and b2 so it affects everything and then you have your um alpha which is a vasopressor which is going to affect like your blood pressure like making like it's going to increase the blood pressure from your hands so making sure the blood gets back to your heart so your venous pressure is going to go up okay so you titrate these medications and you you could be in there for an hour changing the medication trying to get um, what's called a map mean arterial mean arterial pressure of 65 or greater right preferably 65 to 75 and so you titrate which is um, changing the dosage of whatever it is, the microgram per minute of these medications to get the desired blood pressure. So that 
is the big thing. And the other is these patients are on a ventilator, so they're intubated. They have a tube going down into their lungs, breathing for them. You don't do much with the ventilator, but it's a very serious thing. Right. And to give an example of how serious pressors are, you know, I was talking to a ICU nurse and he said they had a guy that was on three pressors because usually they're on three different types. They had a guy on three pressors. They decided to give him comfort care. So that's where you just do pain meds. They turned off all of his pressors and he died four minutes later. So they're no joke. They're no joke. You cannot run out of these meds. So you got to be on top of your shit. And the pharmacy has to be on top of their shit, making sure you don't fucking run out. Oh, it's a goddamn nightmare, which is what happened to me that night. It was not my fault. The fucking pharmacy fucked me. But um, there's a lot that the team down there on that unit, dude, is so fucking good. And they really helped me and got me what I needed right away and got my patient stable again. Nice. And I had to write like a little miniature report of like what happened and how I didn't get my medication from pharmacy and it was their fault, not mine. Right. So uh, that's what I learned. It was it was really cool. You only have two patients at the most because you're doing a lot of shit. Right. So that whole that whole twelve hour shift, dude. I was literally in the room doing shit for each patient for four hours. Four hours each patient. Um, are they using a uh, vitamin C uh, at your hospital, like liquid? Not that I think, no, no, I haven't seen it. Really? Mm-hmm. I've seen, like, that's, like, a big thing now, that they're showing that, like, vitamin C drip is actually more effective than um, ventilator. Because hmm. basically, like, 90, like, 80 or 90% of people that go on ventilators die. For COVID? Yeah. But yeah, also... Once you go on a ventilator, the, you kind of... Yeah, the COVID numbers are all mixed up too. I guess like a lot of deaths are being attributed attributed to COVID that are not even COVID related. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, anywho, uh, I did see a, a study that when a patient goes septic, like they're, they're in sepsis, their pH is all fucked up mm-hmm. um, and their lactic acid's high. Right. That they're thinking that vitamin C actually is the best cure. Right. Kind of, kind of funny. I was at a con- I was at a nursing conference and found and heard that. I've heard yeah from a couple different stories and even like people you know that had it and they put them on vitamin C. They said it was like the most effective. So mm-hmm. I wonder what will come out of that. Yeah, but um... just um. So kind of getting like your perspective on where we're at right now, you know, I mean, you're on the front line dealing with it. You know, how do you think things are right now versus two weeks ago? And where do you see us at in two weeks? Two weeks ago, we still weren't prepared, still had no idea what was going to happen. Last as of, you know, last time I was at work, we're prepared. We still don't know what's going to happen in the future. We're going to just be more prepared and still not know what's going to happen. Like I said, I do not think it's going to happen. It is April 14th, and I do not think the surge will happen. What could fuck everything up is they end this quarantine and fucking everyone and their goddamn mother goes back to being social. That could cause some serious issues. 
So they're going to have, we can handle, you know, a hundred thousand patients over a year. We're ready for that. Right. We can, we can do that. It will suck, but we can do it. We are not ready for a hundred thousand patients in one month. Right. So it's like almost like from what I understand, we expect everyone's going to get sick. We want to control when everyone's going to get sick. Like, let let's let 10% of the workforce, non-essential workforce, let's pick them and they can go back to work and they, they're going to get sick. They need to get sick. Like, it's kind of a weird way to look at it. Then when that skews, that surge is done, we're going to let another 10% go back, get sick, take care of them. Then we'll let another 10% and then maybe we're kicking ass and so we'll let 25%. And so, by what you up. say is get sick is a lot of them are going to be aseptic, right? Oh, asymptomatic. Yeah, asymptomatic, you know, or not even know they have it or have, Mm -hmm. you know, very light symptoms. I mean, look at both the jazz players. They, you know, Donovan Mitchell was like, I feel fine. He's like, I could play seven game series right now. Yeah, and it's a lot of people don't know they have it. They're just carriers. They're vectors for it. Right. Um, And that's why I, I don't know about like everyone being shut down right now. It's crazy. Yeah. And um, we it was taking like 48 hours from the time you did the nasal swab to getting the test results back. Right. And the test results were like we weren't doing it properly. So it was like only 66% accurate, which is terrible. So we were getting a lot of false <laughs> negatives, which is like when it's like, oh, they're negative, but they're actually positive. So we were testing everyone twice. And it's like, shit, dude, that takes four. That's, that's four days to wait. But now I don't know how or the science behind it, but we're able to test in our facility now. So like we did a nasal swab last night Mm -hmm. and three hours later we got the results. And now they're saying that they have a way to test basically everyone's antigens or anti antibodies Antibodies. to see if they already had it. And like, they're thinking like, if you already had it, go back to work. Yeah. There's no reason you're like, you're immune. Yeah. And you could give it. It's like now going to be like, you know, when you used to have your kid go play with the other kid that had chicken pox, your kid got chicken pox and you got it out of the way. <laughs> so it'll be like that. But so that's all the updates from my side. What's uh, going on with your side? Um, So my side, uh, I work at a grocery store and it was weird. Like, you know, everything like got crazy for a while. And, you know, obviously toilet paper gone paper towels gone you better be there you know right in the morning if you want to get them and then shelves wiped and then over the last couple weeks you know we kind of built our stock back up and got our shelves not back to normal but you know at least what looks like a little bit normal we're still out of a lot of stuff but it still looks like a grocery store when you walk in and then over the last couple days they started cutting down you know the loads on and this is just a grocery store no specific name produce loads you know dairy loads have been cut down on right now like we are getting almost like no produce no dairy and so if you go into our store it looks like we live in like soviet russia fake grapefruits yeah (laughs) fake grapefruits That's crazy, man. But, yeah, I I mean, I hope it'll chill out in a week. And what you realize through this pandemic is everyone is just people. And 
just because someone's ahead of you, you know, on the branch of working doesn't mean they're some genius that has all the answers. People are fucking stupid. And so at the end of the day, like, you probably should be prepared to take care of yourself and not depend on, you know, some government to take care of you. Mm -hmm. Because those are just regular other people and they're not that much smarter than you. Yep. And if you really think they are, mm, you have a hard truth coming because a lot of the smart people are not the ones who are talking to the government and helping them out. Yeah. And it's you pretty much hit it right on the head right there. Uh, and it's, it's when I get my information at work, it's like, who are we getting this info from? We don't know. And it's like, cool. But we do work closely with the CDC. Like the CDC has given us recommendations. And then JCO, which is basically a compliance company, making sure all hospitals are flying, following compliance. Right. Like they, they stepped in or like, you can't be doing this. Like that's, <laughs> that's not okay. That is no, you cannot do that. And it's like the thing of, you know, us using our N95s, uh, you know, two shifts in a row. And they're like, yeah, you're supposed to use a different N95 for each room. And then you're supposed to throw it away at the end of each shift, but we're out. And like, but at least they're telling us like, hey, it's not the safest, but it's what we have to do. Right. So I, I'm like, I'm super proud like, I was proud to be a nurse before, but I'm, like, fucking proud. Like, I own that I'm a nurse, and I'm literally super proud of what I do. And all my coworkers are fucking beasts, and all health coworkers are fucking beasts, down to the CNAs, down to the people that clean the rooms. Like, we're on the front lines of the biggest, like, pandemic that's happened. And the biggest thing, like, this is, this is, like, the new 9-11. The biggest 9 the new 9 in the history of our country. Like, yeah, like no the, doubt for real. Yeah, like this is the biggest thing since 9-11. Like I was hearing someone basically say that, yeah, the 9-11 era is over. And like, that's true. Like in America's history, that was the biggest thing. And the, and the crazy thing to think that I think we all forget is this is happening everywhere in the fucking world. Yeah, Every it's not just country America. is following this. Like every country had to be like, all right, it's follow CDC guidelines. Like, and if you don't, you know, you have to, because if you, if you don't, you know, you're going to fuck your country and fuck your economy. Right. So like, it's crazy to think like that. My friend in London, she's like quarantined, you know, my friend in Australia, she's quarantined. And I'm like, damn dude, everything is, is at a pause and a standstill. Crazy. So, um, but yeah, um, Next week we'll we'll give more updates. I'll uh, talk about what's happening at work. Right now, like I said, work is super slow, very weird. Um, enjoying it while it lasts. Yeah, but hopefully I'm, I'm it happy, stays I'm, slow. You know, I'm I'm happy to be a nurse and definitely proud to you know call you my brother. You're at work being a beast with your fucking pregnant wife going to work. Like, <laughs> you know. Our family is you, me, mom, and Beth, and we're all on the front lines. Like, pretty crazy. Good family, good family dynamic. Yeah. So, um, anything else you wanted to say about COVID? No, just um, I hope we get out of this sooner than later. And I just, I really hope we evaluate, you know, the toll this has on our economy. 
and kind of really like get the numbers, you know, and figure out, you know, what people are really in danger. Mm-hmm. Like the, the only thing we know is that we don't know anything. Exactly. And we're afraid to admit that. Yeah. And like I was talking to my buddy the other day and he was honest. He said it. I'm like quoting him. He's like, the only thing I know about this virus is that I don't know anything about this virus. And then we look to people and we think they have the answers, but their mm-hmm. answers are so blanketed. Yeah. They're not real answers. We're just like, yeah. oh, I guess and it we'll do this for e- another month. And it sounds egotistical. People are looking to the news and they'll send me stuff like, oh, it says this. And I'm like, no, you should be asking me. Right. You know, if you have questions about the grocery store, you should be asking Brad. Like, you, I'm, I'm getting firsthand seeing this. You're getting firsthand seeing this. Like, we're the people you should ask. I'm sorry if that sounds egotistical, but like, I know more than a majority of everyone else of what's going on. Yeah. And at the same time, I still don't know fucking anything. <laughs> but I know a little bit. So, what a t- what a time to be alive. So, hopefully this podcast is something you can listen to while you're sitting in your home practicing your social distancing and hopefully it'll be a it'll brighten your day a little bit. And also still get out there and get some sunlight. Yes. This weekend, dude, I went outside. Me and Beth went on walks for three hours for two days. And I swear, I felt so much better on the third day. I was like, why do I feel so happy? And it was like, oh, because I was outside and I got sunlight. Vitamin D. Yep. Get that D in you. And take your vitamin D if you can't get out. Yeah. You know, and then same thing with, you know, exercising. We kind of talked about that last week, um, but like stay, stay active, man. If you can, it's good for you. It's great for my health. I got to do it. Um, and, you know, I did like my first Google Hangout the other day. I hopped on with like seven friends and we all FaceTimed and it was really great. And like, I think I said this last episode, but it is sad that it like took something like this for us to all hop online, hang out together. And that's kind of disappointing because I wish I could do that with my friends just normally. Right. But it is cool. Like also just like you, like you said at the end of the day, we're all just people. And, you know, we all like to be around each other and to make each other feel safe and happy. And like that's what a lot of people are doing still too. Like there's a lot of light in this where i'm like you know people aren't as bad as i thought like people are fucking stupid but people are also are also great at the same time and a lot of a lot of people are are pulling through to like help like we get a lot of donations at work and stuff and all that you were saying sorry i don't know i think this um whole thing is kind of showing you like the people if shit really hits a fan like who do i really want to be associated with because i know some people you know that are just like they reacted just how I knew they would. You know, they're like strong people, strong-minded, and they're like, you know, it is what it is. And yeah, and with the some other people, like, you know, talked shit, thought they were so cool. I'm not scared, not scared. And then all of a sudden, when it was in their backyard, oh, scared. And I'm like, hey, you can't be in my foxhole, bro. Like, you know, when shit really hits the fan, <laughs> you're a pussy. Like, I'm sorry, but you're a bitch, you know? And when shit really gets bad, you're probably going to hide, like, behind me. But, you know, a lot of people, like, out of this have come out, you know, stronger. And I've seen, like, a lot of people step up. And all that stuff sticks with, you know. It's probably all over the country. I'm sure there's people like that everywhere. 
and that's like a big thing is just like when times are tough who steps up and it's just like almost in your genetics like you either step up or you don't it's like like you said like kind of like how you're raised and what your beliefs are and stuff and like do you think I want to go to work? Fuck no. Do I go to work every fucking day? Right. <laughs> like, I take this full on, and I say the same thing. It is what it is. Like, you know, you're like, oh, my God, are you scared? Are you worried? I go, well, that's not going to help anything. Right. I'm just going to go to work and do what I can. And if I get sick, I get fucking sick. I tried, I tried helping. I was, instead of hiding and not doing anything, I was trying to make this situation better. Exactly. And that's all I can do. And I expect that from other people, too. But we got super deep there. Anywho, so we will talk about COVID next week on our episode. Um, we'll cut. We'll try to keep it a little shorter. I know everyone's probably tired of it. Mm-hmm. And I'll put a timestamp in even if you want to skip over it. I'm sure some people don't even want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. They just want to hear about, you know, the fun talk. Yeah, so let's get into the uh, on the positive note stuff. Yeah, let's get into the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I ate 13 pieces of pizza for dinner from Little Caesars. 13 pieces of Little Caesars? Mm-hmm. How did you feel? Um, I felt fine, then I drank a big glass of water, and then it all expanded in my stomach, and oh, God. not gonna lie, I burped and a little bit of pizza came up. In my mask, it was disgusting. Was it uh, cheese or pepperoni? Cheese and pepperoni, and then one Hawaiian piece. Oh. Yeah, it was it was still great though. I was Wait, happy. so you ate this at work? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good idea. Hey man, I had an hour. We've been getting a lot of free food at work, dude. A lot of people are feeding us. Yeah, it's so one of the things I heard is almost too many people are trying to give hospitals food, and they're like, "No, we're good." Like, dude. <laughs> They, uh, because, like, we need more goggles and stuff. Right. Um, I snagged a pair for mom, but we got a free fucking big-ass box of Smith ski goggles. Oh, nice. So I took a, took a pair of those for mom. There was a pink ones, and I was like, I'll take these for my mom. She can use them. <laughs> so, surprise, mom. But, um, yeah. So I've switched my eating back to one meal a day. So I do uh, an extended fast. I wake up, take my pre-workout, I exercise. And if I'm not exercising, I'll wake up, have a little bit of caffeine just to get me going. And then I'll drink water with salt and magnesium. And then at about 2 o'clock in the morning, or 3, depending on if I'm at work or not. Just depends. It's around that time. I'll eat over the course of like an hour. And I'll eat around 3,000 calories. And it's very balanced. I try to keep it balanced of like fat, carbs, and protein. And so there was a shit ton of pizza. So I was like, well, that's what I'm going to eat. I brought my food, <laughs> but I'll eat this because like it fits into my diet. So Little Caesars isn't the worst. It's just not, you know, the best. It's very much in its own category. What's this of... uh, pizza you're saying? Dave Portnoy's? Oh, I'm sure you've seen it. Uh He's a guy who owns Barstool. Mm-hmm. He does the pizza reviews. One oh, by yeah. everybody. The... Kn- yeah, yeah, one by everyone know knows the rules. Yeah, one by everyone knows the rules. So he's been doing frozen pizzas from his home. They're awesome. During this quarantine. 
And what's so funny is when he kind of started it off, he was like, if you guys want to, you know, send me some, send me stuff. Well, now he's getting like hundreds of shipments every day of like Mm -hmm. just companies, you know, wanting to send him the cool stuff or frozen pizzas that now not only is he doing like two frozen pizza reviews every day, he's also doing an unboxing every night. He's on number 10. On YouTube? On, on he just uh, on the like Instagram he's like tonight at eight we're doing the unboxing nine live. So now every night he does an unboxing where he opens up just stuff from different people that send you, him stuff. Do you see the latest one where he slid his finger open? Yeah, that one was he's hilarious. He's like, I think I just slipped my finger. Oh god, yes I did. Oh god, it's deep. And he like comes back under the camera and his shirt's all bloody. He's like, I just went to the urgent yeah. care. The best was when someone's like, oh, Dave, like Corona, you know, you can get it from the packages. And he's like, look, I always knew content would kill me. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I have to give the people what they want. That's freaking great, man. Yeah. But he's funny. I mean, that guy is running like if you don't know Barstool. I mean, that was like a freaking huge company. It's something good to watch. Yeah, it's something good to watch. I watch it every day because I'm like, this I is love, funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. And he took he literally took a bad situation and made it good. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to do frozen pizzas. Yeah, and Barstool Sports, like, I don't know. I don't like people that, like, try and shit on Barstool Sports. Like, it was just bros who drink a lot and like sports. It's like, eh, it's not really what it's about. Like, and if you really look into how many podcasts they have, like, they have like a lot of different podcasts that cover a lot of aspects of life. Mm-hmm. And I will say like the thing with Barstool is like they're like real about everything and they don't have, you know, like any like political agenda, you know, or like shit like yes. ESPN where they're putting out bullshit. They keep it pretty real like 90% of the time. And if you don't like what they have to say, cool. But like, oh no, I ride and die with Barstool Sports. I think, <laughs> you know, they're like a fucking really cool company that, and they put out like a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah, it's a good thing to watch. Just look at Barstool Sports on Instagram or Stool President on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny to watch. Yeah. Like the last one, his, uh, his freaking fish copper jumped out of the, uh, fishbowl <laughs> oh, no, and killed, he's like, he's like, copper, you killed yourself. <laughs> His fish jumped out of the freaking fishbowl <laughs> into the ground and died. And it was, like, so funny. I'm like, I'm sorry that it's funny, but, like, dude, it was fucking hilarious. He's just like, Copper, what'd you do? Like, no. you. And he just kept saying over and over again, he's like, Copper, he, he jumped out He jumped out into a suicide. He's like, My fish committed suicide. He's like, I know PETA's going to be coming after me. <laughs> it was so funny, dude. That was, like, when he got back from slicing his finger, too. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I've had a day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he's opening all tons of shit he's just getting sent now the most random shit coffee mugs knives swords shirts <laughs> hats food you everything mm-hmm. and you can look at all the frozen pizzas and see what's good <laughs> like it, he rates them from like best to worst right but um so i got this uh energy stuff called mamba energy it's basically mamba their it's slogan made is with get... a Kobe Bryant's ashes. Yeah. It's like a one-time buy. It does have a black mamba on it, but it, uh, it's called Mamba Energy, and their slogan is game like a predator. So it's it's game, it's game aimed towards, you know, marketed towards gamers. Like, take this and you'll game good. 
Like on the back, oh, it says okay. one. So one, it's not like for working out. Mm-mm. So it okay. says like one scoop alive, two scoops intense, three scoops extreme. Mix one, dilute to taste, shake or stir until dissolved. And it's got like right. a hunt. It's like sugar-free, natural energy, and has a fo- focus formula, which is probably just a bunch of fuck ton of B vitamins. Yep. B12 vitamin, 200 micrograms, 800 or 8,333% of the daily recommended. But uh, <laughs> they had this thing where if you paid for the shipping, you got 60 free servings, a 60 serving thing. And I was like, uh, okay. So I like signed up for it and was like, I'll pay for the shipping. I'll try it out. It's like, you know, that's 60 energy drinks. <laughs> right. That's 140 milligrams per and like per scoop. And I was like, okay. And where they get you is like, by doing that, you automatically sign up for the subscription, mm-hmm. which is in four weeks, it'll sign you up to spend $25 to get another one. So what you got to do is what like I didn't be, I beat the system. I just got my thing and I was like, all right, cancel subscription, <laughs> but I'm going to try it out. And if I like it, like I'll 100% subscribe to it. It came in this little tiny bottle and I was just like, like it's the size of like a fucking teacup. Right. And I was like, there's no way there's 60 servings in here. And it says 60 servings. I open it up and it has like the tiniest little scooper. And it's effective? I don't know. I literally haven't tried it yet. So I'm going to try it probably when I wake up. I'm going to go to bed after this, wake up, and I'll I'll take a scooper too. See what happens. Okay. So stay tuned. Uh, the flavor I have is Wrangle, uh, Jungle Berry. They have another one's Blue Raz. And they're coming out with another flavor called R.I.P. Harambe. <laughs> that's so perfect and so i was just like i'm about this company right and you know i do play better video games i play them better when i take some caffeine 100 percent. so video games kind of a good time to be a gamer yeah what have you been playing because i um, am all about Warzone. so i i've been getting back into dota um okay that game i can just play for hours and hours and hours. That's the one thing that like. Oh, I could dedicate an entire life of mine to just playing Dota, yeah, and dude, I would never every, get bored. It's because every game is never ever going to be the same. Never ever ever will be the same. There are trillions of possibilities, more than trillions. Trillions to the whatever. Trillions to the trillionth, almost. Like you have 144 heroes, they can line up in different lines. Three. There's have, so much yeah. to the game that... 144 heroes, you pick five on each side, you pick different lanes, you pick different items, you use different abilities, like, it's just fucking nuts. Yeah, um, to even get, like, a decent understanding of the game, you have to have probably, like, over a thousand hours, like, put in. To be competent, and, you gotta have a thousand hours. Yeah. And once you do, like, I don't know, there's something cool about it where... You know, even if you're not good, at least people who are better than you can tell you stuff and you understand like what they're telling you to do. Mm-hmm. It's the only one of the very few games where, like the more you play, you 100% just get better. It just happens. And like you get yeah. that sense of accomplishment. Like you're like, oh, I'm going to play Bloodseeker a lot. You play him a lot and then you have your breakthrough game and you're like, oh, I figured out how to play Bloodseeker. Yes. For and sure. then you just keep playing and keep perfecting. So it's a good game to play. Um, what have you been playing? Uh, so I've still been playing a little bit of Dota. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, on the other thing, I've been playing Call of Duty Warzone. That's like my favorite game right now, without a doubt. I I don't know, dude. I think 
Warzone is like one of the best games like to come out in a long time. And yeah, I it just, came out it came out at, at a great fucking time. time. The perfect yeah. time. It's the Tiger King of video games. Yes. It it's um I've been playing it with my friends every day. It's like I hop on. It's like it's definitely kept me feeling social. Like my old roommate from college, him he him and I text each other every day and like hop on and play together. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's Tom? just, yeah, I remember Tom. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like a good game. Like, I don't know the design, you know, on the whole map is really cool. And just like the feel of it, like it feels like so much better than like, you know, most uh, battle royales mm-hmm. to where like you actually feel like you're just playing a game to where like some battle royales, you feel like you're just like holding on for the last second not to die. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, in COD, like, you feel like you actually have a chance the whole time. Yeah. Because you don't you feel, die yes. instantly. Yes. You feel like, okay, it's an even match. And Best even when you win. get in fights, you don't, even if you lose, you know, most of the time, you feel like you have a chance. Mm-hmm. To where, like, some battle royales, you know, you get in a fight and you just get ripped, like, in one second. And you're like, well, fuck this game. At least in COD, like, it takes a little bit of damage to where, like, you know, at least it's like a little bit fun. It's than not like the Fortnite Royals. where you get rolled up on you, your whole team is wiped in 15 seconds. Yeah. Like even if you're good, it's hard to wipe the other team quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good game. Um, definitely been playing that a lot. I'm playing a little bit of doom. Um, doom eternal. Eternal. Great game. How is that? Fucking awesome. It's everything I want from a first person shooter campaign. Everything nice. I want. Um, highly recommend it if you like first-person shooters with a great campaign. And the campaign's like just the perfect amount of length. It's like 20 hours. Right. So, um, but yeah. Um, so we are still a movie podcast. Yes. We're not, we're not a COVID-19 podcast. So, um, <laughs> what, uh, what movie are we doing today? Okay. So today we're doing Tremors, which the is available. throwback. Yes, Tremors, 1990 movie, available on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what you've done with your life. Seriously. To lead you in this direction where you've never seen Tremors. Um, and it takes place in Perfection Valley, Nevada. <laughs> which is not a real town. And it was actually filled in California. Lies. <laughs> Lies. So yes, Tremors. Uh, it's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, watch it. First one's great. Second one's awesome too. Um, it's a movie me and Brad watched a lot as kids. It was like I've never had a movie be so scary to me as a kid, and like a go to a comedy when I'm older. <laughs> the sequel, which is actually a direct-to-video, which is crazy that it didn't even go in theaters. Is actually one of the highest reviewed uh, direct-to-video movies of all time. No shit. Yeah. It's called Aftershock, right? Yeah, Tremors Aftershock. Yeah, there's like six Tremors movies. Yes, they there's... definitely went overboard right yes, away. There's, so there's Tremors, there's Tremors Aftershock, there's Tremors Back to Perfection, then there's Tremors, The Legend Begins. <laughs> then there's Tremors, God, uh, like bl- like where it starts or like Bloodline or something like that. And there's Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell. But the funny <laughs> thing is that one of the characters is in every single one. Bert. 
Bert. <laughs> Fucking Bert. For those of you who don't know Bert, you gotta have a Bert in your life, okay? Yeah. He is a gung-ho, crazy... He's a goddamn American hero. He's a goddamn American <laughs> hero. He loves his guns and lives in a fortress because he thinks World War III is going to happen tomorrow. And, like, when Tremors happens, he's the most excited fucking person in the world because he's like, I get to use my guns. <laughs> and, like, one of the Tremors... So what tr the Tremors are, there's these... They're these worms, these huge fucking worms, like the size of elephants. Graboids. That, graboids, that's what they get called. Uh, they're called graboids. <laughs> uh, they move underground. So they have like these spikes. So they move underground hella quick and they cannot see. Or at least in the first one, they can't see. <laughs> and they Let's just say they track, can't see. Yeah, they can't go through rock and they track you by sound. They sense sound and vibrations. Yeah, so uh, the first thing I want to say that is hilarious, like when researching this movie for the pod, is if you actually look at the poster for Tremors, so it shows, you know, like Val and Earl, like above ground, and then it shows basically like this Jaws-like figure, you know, like trying to eat them, and it shows the Tremors have like these giant teeth, like a shark. And if you know the movie, they don't have any teeth at all. And so where that actually originated from was because originally the movie was su supposed to be called Land Sharks. Huh. But Saturday Night Live had a recurring character called Land Shark. And because of that and because of rights, they weren't able to name the movie Land Sharks. And so they had to rename it Tremors. And so, like, the belief is that originally, like, the Tremors were going to have teeth. I honestly think this might have saved the movie from being, like, way more terrible. Because, you know, what they ended up with actually, like, kind of made sense. And it made it original. Yeah. Super original. Oh, dude, the first Tremors is so, like, like, original. And it's a very fun, like... It's weird. It's more of a horror movie if you're younger, and then as you get older, it becomes more of a comedy. But you ask anyone like... that saw it when they were a kid, they're like, <laughs> that movie scared me, man. Yeah. It was the ultimate lava game. <laughs> yeah. It was like, when don't, when don't, don't Step on the Lava became real life. But uh, just uh, jumping in... the ground in... is lava. <laughs> uh, jumping into kind of first thoughts on the movie, I thought... The one thing they did right was they used like all practical effects. And I think that really gave the movie, like even to this day, a lot of the scenes hold up and they kind of have yes. like, this creepiness factor to them. Especially like if you hadn't seen it, like even if you're watching this movie like late at night, there's some scenes that kind of have this like, you know, thriller, spooky factor to them because there's like no CGI. And everything really feels real. It adds like a real like horror feel to this movie. That had they used any CGI at all, it would have ruined it. Yeah, it's like almost so real it looks fake. Yeah. Because it, like it, I know that sounds weird, but like it's true. Like yeah, everything was real and like real time, and the no CGI like it. We're so used to that now. It's like seeing everything filmed real life as is. 
is it to me it was fucking cool yeah for sure so is that your initial thoughts on it yeah yeah for me it's like the perfect balance of light humor with horror with thriller with a little bit of a love story like (laughs) it touch it touches on all on all areas and like everyone loves a good movie like with a good duo and val and earl are the fucking dudes man like you know the whole rochambeau thing like you and i used to do that like rochambeau over something oh yeah like we copied that 100 we thought we were cool because we did it yep val and earl do this yeah like dude i watched that movie a lot as a kid i didn't realize how much i liked that movie as a kid but that was one of my notes too was val and earl or like two of the coolest like you know like duos and movies and it sucks we didn't get a sequel with them i know but grady made a good grady, sidekick grady was cool but but it wasn't val, val and earl were so badass you just know that Kevin Bacon was like, yeah, I'm not doing the second one. Yeah. <laughs> well, but... originally he was supposed to do it. And they were supposed to film it out in Australia. And because of like some ties with another movie he was signed up for, it didn't end up working out. Probably his contract didn't allow him to leave to go to Australia. Well, or also, just the first movie didn't make as much as it should have. It became more famous after, like years after. Tremors was like the monkey wrench and like, you know, how to make money off movies. Yeah, like it it definitely has just gotten more popular and more famous with time, which is you don't see that in a lot of movies. You usually see movies like your Marvel movies and stuff like they come out really big hype. It's a good movie. Everyone watches it. And then that fan base like dies off. But dude, like Tremors has like a cult following. Oh, yeah. It's one of the biggest, like, cult followings of all time. Yeah, and it's just, like, I don't know, like, for people not to have seen this movie, (laughs) just the first one, I'm like, I'm like, damn, like, you're missing out. Like, it's just a great movie. I really couldn't find, like, my my first take is just, like, really hard to find something you don't like about this movie and really hard to watch the whole movie and, and be disappointed. Like, it is the jaws of our childhood. But it's just, it's so fucking original. And it probably sparked a lot of those shitty, like, Sharknado movies. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But it, it, did its, it did its job, man. It was a good movie. And it didn't try to be anything it wasn't. It was like, we're going to be, a, like, a basically a cheesy horror film. But wh- whoever directed it was just, like, fucking nailed it on the head. <laughs> One of the um kind of hint notes on it was... It was praised for having a diverse cast. Like the all-American Burt, the two cowboys. No, because it had the, it had, um, the the store, the store owner who was Asian. And then the one Mexican guy, it was praised for having a diverse cast back in 1990. That was diverse. Let him, let him go chase it. Let (laughs) him go for a run. Let him see what he likes. Yeah, let him see what he likes. <laughs> Such a good movie. And it, like, obviously, for those of you listening, it takes place in a very small town, a small valley called Perfection. And, like, the movie's about this little town. We're talking, like, 14 people trying to get out because if they get to the hills, that's where the rocks are and they'll be safe. 
And that was like the best part about this movie is it uses that kind of feel of being trapped, you know, in the valley. Mm-hmm. Yep. To its advantage to where like, you know, when, you know, they're trying to get out and you feel, they're like, holy shit, another guy died. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? And, you, you know, they're like something. racing back and we're like, we took one goddamn day too late. And you really feel like their fear that they're like stuck in this valley. Mm-hmm. And they and can't this, get out. Yeah. This movie does like such a good job of using that like fear you can't see. Yes. So they, they use this two cool things. One is like they continuously come up with these witty. It's like a chess game with the tremors. They right. try to outsmart the tremor and then. The other thing is that, and you hear this a lot in the first and the second one, is they get smarter. It's what they do. Yeah. Like, so, like, the, they get smarter, and they like, oh, let's send it for a run with with this lawnmower that it's going to chase. Right. Okay, and the Tremor finds out, like, shit, I probably shouldn't have done that. And then, like, they're like, oh, we got in this big cat, this big trailer where everyone's going to go in. And, like... There's a part where they're driving, they think they're fine, and then the tremor digs a fucking hole right in front of it so that it falls. And like they're like they're getting smarter, you know. They they get smarter. It's what they it's what they do. And like you just right. hear that a lot. Like they're getting smarter. It's what they do. And it's true. And like it happens in the second one and the third one. Like they just continually get smarter. And it's this it's this chess game. And it's cool. Like all the witty little things that like they do to try and outsmart it, and the witty little things the tremors do to try and outsmart it. Yeah. And it's all underground. That's like the fear factor. Like you can't see them and they can't see, but they hear you. And it's like, so like there's parts where they'll throw something on the ground and it comes and fucking swallows it. Like, let's see if he's still there. So like tap the ground (laughs) and then it fucking swallows the stick you were tapping the ground with. And then like, then when they find out to like throw the explosive on the ground and then use it like fishing bait and then yeah, it swallows it, it one time and, and it then... blows up and then like it learns like don't fucking do that yeah and then like um <laughs> it's just funny how both both of them adapt and like come up with these ideas yeah you're like oh shit that that would work that should work and then it works and then it doesn't work the next time because right. you know and it has a has a really cool ending um, to start to finish, it's a good fucking movie. Let's see, yeah, and that's why I think like the first like twenty thirty minutes of Tremors is probably like the most like horror thriller like. It's because you don't even see the monster. Yep, you're like, what is fucking happening? Yeah, and that is like the best part. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, any more uh, fun facts on the movie? Those were some pretty good ones. A uh, couple more. Um, so the hills you see in the background of Tremors share a common thing with some other movies you probably like, like Iron Man and Gladiator. They have all been filmed in the same location. And it was filmed there first, or it was filmed first there. Yes. <laughs> where, where in California? Uh, I don't have the, it's a weird, it's a small town. It's called like Newtown or something. I'll have to look it up. Uh, another funny thing is, so the marketing was terrible for this movie. Uh, how so? 
So this movie was expected to make like a decent amount at the box office. But if you watch the uh, trailer that was marketed for it, it was so bad. Yeah, it was pretty much a flop at the box office. But then this movie killed it at VHS sales. So, you know, in the year it was made, 1990, a lot of where you made your money was not box office. I mean, you made some, but (laughs) it was at Blockbuster. Yeah. And, you know, re-rentals and buys. And this movie was the number one movie for rentals and purchases of VHS. For what? For like a year or for a while? For the whole year. It set the record for the year. 1990, it was the number one movie. Jesus. Yeah. So it kind of failed at, you know, the theaters. A lot of that was attributed to it did not do good. The trailers were terrible. If you watched a trailer and you know the movie, you're like, oh, God, what were they doing? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, definitely a time when, like, going and renting a movie, that that could, like, make or break how successful a movie was. Like, it wasn't the box office because... Right. There wasn't as many people going to the theater then. Yeah. You know, not like today where a lot of people go and it's like a thing that a lot of people enjoy. Like back then, people weren't, people were more into the going to the blockbuster video, renting the movie, going home, playing N64 and watching a movie. And we did that. And uh, one of the things this movie really does use effectively is so in a PG 13 movie, you can use the word fuck you or fuck once as long as it is not sexually related and fuck so yeah <laughs> when the first tremor comes through the wall and they kill it <laughs> and val yells at it fuck you <laughs> that's a good fucking line yep that was how they kept this movie pg-13 <laughs> that, was, that was a good line dude it's just like how he says it too because like they kill it because they basically get it to run <laughs> through a cement wall so it right. kills itself he's like it killed itself and then Val realizes they killed it he goes we killed it and then he does the whole fuck and he like points at it yeah it's so like honest though it's it's pretty it's like what exactly what you would say yeah definitely the one of the best perfectly timed fuck yous yeah for ever, sure. of all time that's awesome uh i did not know it did so well afterwards damn yeah no it killed it afterwards yeah well we didn't still like it's one of the biggest like cult followings dude it's fucking great i just i don't know you just like (laughs) say the word tremors and people are like oh yeah i've seen that yeah and they're like yeah i like that movie it's cool man and like it has a fucking high watchability Yeah, perfectly said. It's one of those movies that, like, if you haven't seen in a while, is so fun to rewatch. Yes, it's nostalgia. Yeah, it's nostalgia porn. It's like, you know, the best thing I still think they did was they used practical effects. So it doesn't have, like, you know, shitty CGI. It still, like, a lot of it feels real because it's all, you know, like, real effects and yeah like a really good example is you still haven't seen them you still don't know what it is yeah and they see the old drunk guy climbed a fucking electrical tower 
And they're like, uh, uh, Mister, get down from Master. there, man. <laughs> and he's and they do Rochambeau to who's gonna go fucking get him. Yeah. So they climb up there to go get him, and then Val sees him and realizes he's dead. And they're like, what? And you're like, oh my god. And it like shows a dead guy sitting there, and you're like, oh my god, this is so creepy. And then like they take him down, get him to the doctor, and the doctor's like, yep, he died of dehydration. And they're like, what? How long would he have to sit up there for? And he's like, days, three, maybe four. Yeah. And they're like, what was he so scared of that he wouldn't come down? And you're like, what is he so scared of that he wouldn't come down? I want to like, I want to know the answer to this. I want to fucking know. Oh, uh, one note I did have was, even though it was her first movie, Reba McIntyre is so bad. <laughs> Some of her acting. The uh. The chick that Val went for? No, it's a uh, Bert's wife. <laughs> oh, is she acting a lot of movies? No, that was her first acting job. She's a country singer. Oh shit! Oh yeah, shit! She, she is. was like, she was so. <laughs> just rewatching it, some of her lines, she'd be like, "You didn't get any penetration, not even with the elephant gun." I was just thinking that fucking line, dude. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus Christ, can we be any more obvious? <laughs> Let's retake that. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's the best take they got? Wow, okay. That was the best. Yeah. Hate to see the worst. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get any penetration. I want the elephant gun. Or the, the thing that made me so mad was uh, when her and Bert were up on the top of their house. And he's like... What gun do you think? This one or the 56 mag? And she's like, go with that one. More firepower. And it's like, just take both. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? That was just a focus on Bert's guns. Yeah. And like the second one, like they, spoiler alert, they like (laughs) split up and he's like, you know, she blames our problems on the fall of the Soviet (laughs) Union. (laughs) Like, you're like, oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> but it's so like cool to Bert. Like yeah. his character is so likable because he's so over the top ridiculous. Yeah, like he's been doing nothing in the second one. Yeah, and he's just like on the couch sleeping. They're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm staying busy, a lot of projects." And he's like, "You know, she she's still saying her sisters. <laughs> you know, she blames me, our problems on the fall of the Soviet <laughs> Union." <laughs> and you're just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, it's probably like the director saw her acting in the first one and was like, no way. <laughs> She's gone. You. you guys divorced. Yeah. But no, such a good freaking movie. Um, a any... fun movie, dude. Dude, like, yeah. I, I fucking love this movie, dude. I fucking love this movie. Especially like the like kind of first hour and half of this movie are so fun. Even though like it finishes kind of good, you know? But the first hour and a half were like such an adventure and kind of yep. just fun, like kind of thriller slash adventure slash kind of just, you know, fun, like movie that, you know, doesn't take itself so seriously. Mm-hmm. If I can say one thing about Tremors, it is a movie that stands the test of time. No, it holds up. In 40 years, I'll enjoy it just as much as I did today. Yeah. So it, it's always going to be an original. It's yeah, always got a good place in my heart for movies. Um, 
Any more fun facts or final notes? Oh, one more thing. The chick who plays the doctor or geologist or whatever. Mm -hmm. I hope she's doing better now because uh, as of recently, she's not doing very good. How so? Uh, She's clearly addicted to meth and just got reported for like grand theft and something else. Wow, fame got yeah. her from Tremors too. Yes, because <laughs> I I was just curious watching it. You know, I was like, "What has she she done since?" And then I look her up, and it's like, "Oh, nothing except crime." Yeah, Bert made his whole goddamn acting career off the movies. Right. <laughs> Props to him. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a movie where that's funny, dude. I looked up Earl and Grady from the second one. I was like, what are they else are they like in? And it's like, these people aren't any big name actors or anything. They do small <laughs> right. little things, but they made a good movie. Um, well, and I'm sending you a screenshot of what she chick. looks like. Yeah. It's not pretty. What's her name? What was her name? Like Carol or something? What's her uh, name? Uh, real name. Uh, still haven't gotten the photo. No. Oh, here we go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't look the <laughs> same. And she was just recently arrested. <laughs> she looks like she made out with a meth pipe. Yeah, I hope she's doing better. I don't. She got. She got in a fight with, on, you know. with crystal meth, and the crystal meth won. Wow, she does not look good. She looks like a dude, first of all. Yeah, she was uh, in Las Vegas court on felony charges just recently. You're acting a sequel to a a cheesy (laughs) horror film and it's all downhill from there. She was was good in that movie. I had no problem with her acting in that movie. Yeah, she was good. Yeah, and they like kind of made her attractive. It was like, ah, oh, she's cute, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, let's uh let's jump into the scores, man. All right. Um, I'm gonna make you go first. Oof. Yeah. Oof. This is a hard movie to score. It's a fucking hard movie to score. Because you Kay. have kind of like your nostalgia for it. Your, you know kid memories of it Mm -hmm. how do you actually okay looking straight at this movie from what I know and all that stuff this is a good I'm I'm not lying it's not like good because you're like it's so fun it's so cheesy it's good it's it's fucking good I this is like I'm excited about I'm excited about this movie like okay I'll shut the fuck up before all that, it gets an 8 out of 10. And I'm trying to score very harsh now. And we know that. I keep saying that. Yeah, you're trying episode. to be the lower denominator on the score. Yes. But I always take into account rewatchability. <laughs> it gets an 8.5 final score. Damn. This, this is a good fucking movie this is why i like movies why i watch movies and this is why i do this podcast 
if you haven't seen this movie, you're fucking up. <laughs> Get your it's head out of Netflix, your ass. It's on Netflix, by the way. Get your head out of your ass. Just watch it. It's on and, Netflix. And, and go watch it. I yeah. love this movie, and I can't find anything bad about it. And it was a movie that it directly affected my childhood. Yeah, like doing the Rochambeau thing and like pretending to play Tremors and like. <laughs> How many times did we Rochambeau? <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and then you know, rock breaks through paper. What? <laughs> or how many times did we pretend we had guns and we were fighting Graboids? Yes, one hundred percent. Shooting, shooting, so, shooting my pellet gun at soda cans, thinking it was a Tremors. Yeah, pretending we were Bert because we had two pellet guns and a handgun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's my score. It Great it deserves it deserves the high score. Yes. All right, let's see what you got, Brad. Uh, so I'm gonna go. Just like a half score under you, because it's just what I was going to already score it, mm-hmm. was I was going to give it an 8 out of 10, because I think this movie is very rewatchable. It is actually like a really good movie for its time. It doesn't take itself like seriously, and it's like a really good like kind of thriller movie for its time. And a lot of the acting in it is really good. I think Val and Earl are like the coolest freaking guys. And it sucks we didn't get another movie with them. I don't know. It was a very entertaining movie. It was fun. There's not a lot of bad things I have to say about this movie. Other than like Reba McIntyre is a terrible actress. But that's okay. Because she was like the perfect fit to be Bert's wife. Because she's so, like, over-the-top, kind of like Bert. Did, did you just rate a movie lower than me? I did half a point. So what's the score? I gave it an 8. Oh, such a shame. I thought you might give it a 9. No. Has to be special for a 9, but <laughs> it get, like I said, that's no, funny. Because my like... base score is an 8, but the rewatchability for me gives it an 8.5. Yeah, and like you said, we're trying to you know be a little harsher on our scores. And if you know my scores, like any 8, I will like, you know sing all day about and you know give praise to. And 8 is like a solid fucking movie. Tremors is solid. That's like a solid 8. Yeah. And I don't know. What uh what was what's the highest you rate a movie? Didn't you give something like a nine point five or a nine? Um, I gave nine point five to Uncut Gems and Parasite. And those are good movies. Uncut Gems, not so much, but Parasite. That could, <laughs> I knew. If you if that. if you like if you like film, that could that that would definitely be up there, man. Yeah. No, but Tremors is awesome. I'm just trying to grade it kind of on my skill, you know? Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, like some of the acting is a little eh, like some of, but Tremors, like, goddamn, does it fucking hold up? Mm-hmm. Dude, it covers all aspects. It's thriller, yes. it's horror, it's comedy, it's mystery. Well, it's just it's a fucking dumb movie about land sharks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking land sharks. They're so lucky they didn't have to name it that. That is crazy. Like, <laughs> it would not be the same at all. Oh, it'd be so bad. Crazy. 
no one in 2020 <laughs> would be talking about a movie from 30 years ago called Land Sharks. Oh my god, that movie's 30 years old. Yes. Oh my god. This movie came out the year I was born, so Jesus. you guys are welcome for practical effects. <laughs> You're fucking welcome. You should be thanking me. <laughs> Damn. Well, uh, I love that movie, and I totally enjoyed reviewing this. Yeah, no, Tremors is um, awesome. As as per usual, so we'll get to the down to the end of this one. Uh, yeah, Tremors, great movie. See it on Netflix. Check it out. Even watch the second one too, Tremors yeah. Aftershocks. It's actually one of the best second or sequels to like any good movie. Any one hundred percent. Very entertaining and fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So as per usual, we don't know exactly what day we're gonna do the recording on next week, and we don't know what movie we're gonna do. But me and Brad will discuss it, and we'll. Uh, leave that up for a surprise for next week. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Well, uh, this has been fun. Uh, Thomas has been awake since 2 p.m. yesterday. It is now 10 a.m. the <laughs> following day. So we're on 20 hours straight of being up. Yeah, we're uh, both tired. I've been up too. Yeah, I'm going to go to sleep. Then I'm going to wake up. And then when I wake up, Brad's going to go to sleep. Yeah. And then when I go to bed, Brad will be getting home from work, probably. <laughs> then we'll figure out what movie we're doing next week. Don't yeah. So. Depend on, we'll probably have a guest on. Hopefully, yes. Uh, Stay tuned. I'll post on our Instagram and Facebook. And flex a little life into our days of it. Yeah. Days don't matter right now. <laughs> exactly. So enjoy quarantine, people. Hope you guys liked the episode. Um, yeah. Brad, and uh, it count it down, man. Yeah, guys, uh, just stay safe. Um, fucking do whatever you need to do to stay sane. Until then, I um, hope you guys enjoy our show. Can use it as a little escape. I am Brad Thomas. Until then, we're movie stalkers. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Later, nerds. Think we're caught up in a power trip. She my Kate Moss. I'm a Johnny Depp. Life with a fast life in the fast lane. Lights in the cab, nice drinking champagne. Ice making last ice for the back pain. With the knife on the dash pipe in the ashtray. And we fuck with the lights off, bring a lampshade. Did it twice in the room once in a matinee. Uh, I know the fresh water.